Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. We're talking about the power of perspective, the power of perspective. I just did a message at Champion in our Transformed series on this topic, and so I want to recap it a little bit in conversation with you today. Our scripture, we're going to be diving into John chapter 5, so let's go there really quick if you have your Bible out. It says, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep's gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already been there a long time. He said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps in before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed. He took up his bed and he walked. The power of perspective. Perspective is really the way that we see things. And perspective either adds to our faith or it could take away from our faith. What do I mean by that? I want you to think about someone who is very negative in their perspective, that they always see the world uh, through a, a gray, darkened lens, that they always see life through a dismal, almost Eeyore mentality. What was me? Everything bad is going to happen. A person like that isn't attracting or uh, expecting faith. That person is actually expecting bad things because of their perspective uh, to happen in their life. Actually, it's defined as something that I, that I have, have come to know as a foreboding thought. A foreboding thought is actually opposite of faith. It's actually uh, faith as we define it is expecting God to move, expecting good things. A foreboding thought is faith in the sense of you're having faith in something, but it's not in good things. It's having faith in negativity, having faith in bad things happening in your life. Job, uh, as he's talking about his situation in the Bible, he says, that which I have feared most has come upon me. What was he saying? That which I have Forbode, that which I had meditated on, worst case scenarios, has actually now entered into my life through foreboding thoughts. And our thoughts are like magnets. Whatever we think about, we bring about. Whatever we meditate on manifests in our lives. Our minds are like a computer. So whatever our perspective is creates the narrative for our life, life that's either going to attract faith or it's going to attract those foreboding thoughts, the fear, the, the worst case scenarios, the things that we don't want to happen, the, the person that's always like, oh, it's going to be a bad day or, or something bad's going to happen today, or they're always thinking that they're going to get a phone call. Uh, one time 
I called a family member and I said, guess what happened? And I told them good news. And they were like, well, I, I thought you were going to tell me something bad. And I said, you never have to worry about me calling you with bad news because the God I serve is a gospel of good news. That means that, that I'm going to be a person of faith, setting my mind on the good, on what God wants to do. That is going to be my perspective and my mindset. But perspective lays the groundwork for your life. I shared a story at Champion uh, about two perspectives between a dog and a cat. And the dog, uh, I'm going to brief, brief, uh, summarize it, give you a brief glimpse at it today. But the dog's mentality was uh, all day long was everything was his favorite thing. Like I get to go on a walk with my humans, best thing ever. I get to eat my food best thing ever. Uh, and, and then it shifts to the memoirs or the diaries of a cat. Same family, same situation. And uh, it starts out with like day 983 in captivity. And it goes on to talk about a negative, you know, they're always taunting me. They never give me good food. Uh, it was a very... Uh, true glimpse into the mindset of a negative person versus a positive person in the same situation. And if we're not careful, we can let our past, we can let uh, disappointments, we can let traumas, we can let things that happen to us through experience determine our mindset and and not really uh, allow the Bible or the Word of God to be the pivot point for our narrative. And so I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that because the process of our thoughts that we have, the Bible tells us in Romans 12 too, it says not to conform to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed, uh, to renew our minds through the word of God. And to do that, we need to understand that when we're saved, when we're born again, our spirit man becomes new. John 3 talks about it. You're born again. Jesus is having an encounter with Nicodemus. And, uh, but, but from that, that point, your, your soul, your mind, your will and emotions need to be renewed with the word of God. They need to come up to speed because uh, all throughout the Bible in Colossians, it talks about our old man versus our new man and the war that goes on between the spirit and the flesh. So we can often see that when God wants to do something spiritual in our lives, we receive it into our spirit and then our mind starts to talk us out of faith. How many of you have ever been reading your Bible and that verse came up and you're like, oh yes, I believe God wants to do that in my life. And then all of a sudden you start thinking about all the reasons why that could never happen for you. Or maybe you're in a church service and you get a prophetic word and you're like, yes, Jesus, you know, I want to start that business. I got a prophetic word that I'm going to start a business and I want to do that. And then all of a sudden your mind starts, where are you going to get the money? Are you smart enough to do that? Uh, How are you going to do that? Uh, Is there financing available? You know what? You're not educated. I don't think that. And all of a sudden, we start to rationalize ourselves out of faith. And the Bible instructs us that actually to get our mind on the same page as what God wants to do in our spirit, it comes through renewing it in the word of God. Because like I said before, your thoughts, your mind is made up of all of the experiences you've had, all up to this point, good, bad, ugly, all of your experiences are forming your thought process. And your thoughts are actually a cycle. 400, uh, 400 billion times, or 400 
billion times per second. It's this cycle of think, feel, choose. Think, feel, choose. So there is a process of every thought that you think uh, that it goes through this, this process. And so we need to renew our minds to really conform to the word of God, the spirit-led living, versus conforming to the patterns of this world, conforming to the limits of the natural, the limits of what we feel like we can do in and of ourselves. So conforming our mind, thinking, changing that narrative, changing that perspective. Think about back to the story in John 5. No, I didn't forget. Uh, this man, he could have had uh, the narrative and he could have chosen not to respond to Jesus. He could have said, you know what, for 38 years I've been in this position. For 38 years, he could have allowed what didn't happen to define his thought process. He could have allowed what didn't happen to define his narrative. And I used to be hard on this guy. I used to be like, why is Jesus even wasting his time on this guy? He, he could have, you know, rolled into the water. He could have made it happen. Uh, in fact, in John 5, we see Jesus is coming up on this story. Historically, uh, somebody had probably just gotten their healing right before him, which would mean he was going to have to wait a long time before he even tried again. And he could have let all of that interfere with his faith, but he didn't. He was still, he wasn't in the water, but he was still in proximity to the pool. He still had an element of faith in him. And so what are you going to do with your narrative? What are you going to do with the thoughts that you have? What are you going to do uh, with all of the experiences that have told you that you're not going to get your breakthrough, that your marriage is never going to be great, that you're never going to have friends, that you're not going to prosper in your finances. What are you going to do with those thoughts? You need to get into God's word and start creating a new narrative, saying, you know, God, heal me of anything that is from my past, any lingering pain, any lingering disappointment. I bring it to you right now. And, and I don't need to know why it didn't happen. All I need to know is what your word says. And I choose to line up my thoughts with you and allow you to be the narrative that my life is operating off of. You know, the enemy loves for us to, to bite on a lie. The Bible actually says he's the father of lies. He tries to, to get into our narrative and create something that's not real. He tries to create a picture how easy it is, even when you're scrolling through social media, uh, to start to create a narrative in your thoughts. And well, my life isn't as good as so-and-so's, or if my husband were only dot, 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 then... Uh, no, he wants you to create a false narrative so that you start aligning your feelings. Remember, it's think, feel, choose your feelings with those thoughts. To say, you know what, my marriage is bad. Is your marriage really bad or do you need to shift perspective? Do you need to practice gratitude and say, you know what? It might not be where I want it to be yet. I might not be in the pool of my miracle, but, but God is still working a miracle in my midst. That God is doing good things. I'm thankful for my husband. Maybe, maybe you're looking and your narrative is that you're never going to be healthy again. Maybe you're looking at a narrative that says that you're going to be sick. You, know, you need to say, what does God's word say? The enemy is a liar. And God's word says that he wants me healed and whole. And, and I'm going to digest that truth over the lies of the enemy, over my circumstances in my life. I'm going to allow my feelings to line up with the word of God. Because the minute you align your feelings with the lies of the enemy, you're putting an amen 
on his narrative. You're saying, I am choosing this to be my truth. Amen means let it be. Let it be my truth. Let it be established in my life. And if he can get you to believe a false narrative, that the trick of the enemy is always to get you to forfeit something good that you already have for a lie. And so if he could get you to hand that thing over, you know what, maybe you did have a hard life. Maybe your narrative is hard, but it comes down to point three in that cycle. And that is think, feel, choose. We're always left with a choice to make. We can either choose to keep the cycle going or we could choose to break the cycle and say, no, I'm choosing faith against every disappointment that I've had in the past. Every time somebody else got into the water before me and got their miracle, every time I, I could choose to meditate on a hurt or a letdown or a why didn't God show up in that situation, some of us need to be okay not to have all of our, our questions answered but to choose wholeness over our questions, to choose wholeness over that. Jesus didn't tell him why he couldn't get into the water. He asked him a question. He said, this is your choice. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? And it all comes down. It doesn't matter what hand of cards you have been dealt with in this life. It all comes down to that choice to say, I'm breaking the narrative. I'm breaking this cycle where I am just, uh, I am just captive to, to my past. I'm just captive to the way my life has been. I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to be a person of faith. I'm going to see clearly. I'm going to filter everything through God's word to see how I see and what, how I view life and the situation and the circumstances around me. And as you do, you're going to see God do miracles in your midst. Practice gratitude. Take a minute today, step back and say, Lord, show me clearly all of the blessings in my life. Help me to practice gratitude. Uh, help me to cast down 2 Corinthians 10, 5, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of your word. A thought that the enemy is trying to plant in my head or a thought that he's trying to bring up from my past. Help me not to allow those feelings to get down and take seed in my heart so that that becomes what I believe and how I feel. No, help me, Lord, to be a person who sees with the perspective of faith. And as you change your perspective, everything's going to change around you. I'm believing to hear great testimonies as your perspective changes, how everything changes. I'll talk to you soon on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller Podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's Word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that His grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.